This is Kai Stewart, reading bedtime stories for nobody. At the end of all our roads, there is a library. At the end of all our races, when the workday is finished and all our work is done, when the sun has set and the moon set too, and all our clothes are folded neatly and put away, there is a long corridor lined with shelves and rose windows streaming color down. There is a quiet bench under a spreading fern. There is brass and marble and poured concrete. There is lead and iron and dioxazine. There is blue tile and gold leaf and green leaves. There are pebbles and mementos. There is a fountain slowly overflowing its basin, falling drop by drop into the pool below. There are skylights. There are turns you can take to get lost if you like, but you'll find your way home before too long. There is warm wood and golden dust. There are shelves and shelves and shelves, and when our work is done, we can close ourselves and find an empty space. Imagine us there after our stores have closed. We shed softness and fluttering and permeability, and now we are somber and smooth and still. Somber, but also we are bright with brass and warm when the sun falls upon us. We will be pale as the stars and as changeless. When we are books, we can hold our titles lightly and rest full on our bindings and gather dust. It started out as a train station, another place of arriving and departing, of impermanence, another place to visit, a place that helps you go somewhere else. It started as a train station and is still a place to visit and passing, a place of transit. I've heard you can find timetables behind the oldest shelves, though I've never seen them. And a radio station used to rent the organ. Imagine that. Imagine that little tin ear trying to scoop up all these echoes. Imagine the vast, gentle fingers of our literature reaching into people's homes. Modern society tries to ignore it, but all our stories are bound in a cover, and the canon underpins all our works. And now the voice of the organ comes through the stone baffles with an urgent rushing sound like the tongues of fire. An orange and black American butterfly with long, narrow forewings. A horse of a light, thick-set breed developed in New England. Downy-bearded sea chief. She gave us all this light and water, all these corners, all these cups to hold our grief and our gratitude. The smooth, high walls and buzzing incandescents fell down a proud green mountain, and there I'll leave them. Those surfaces are too slick to catch my heart. But once a year, on the longest day, they invite musicians into the library, and the library becomes a labyrinth where the center is everywhere, and you draw the path with your feet and bring the music into being by hearing it. You walk one of many paths through the library, tuck yourself into nooks and alcoves, pass yourself from moment to moment. One turn, 
and you're in a tiny room with a drum of leaping milk. The bookshelves are draped in crimson, and the only doors behind you, so you back out, you turn away, you head upstream. To avoid the crowd, you head in the direction they're all coming from, and wait for minutes in a doorway for them to let you through. But once through, you fall into an equal stream of people from a side corridor, familiar strangers, friends whose names you've forgotten, leases you've let lapse. And the left as they go on, someone finger-painting. You're fairly sure it has something to do with the music, but you don't care what. Back and left into a part of the garden you've never seen, where two drowned Yuri speak in the voices of the storm, and you stand behind them, feel a little awkward about it. But when you turn, there are ten or fifteen strangers eavesdropping, just like you. Feel the wind and the rain against your skin. Gorgeous, gorgeous, voluptuous discord. And you open your eyes. Out in the courtyard, a moment on a bench to rest, and young people stand too close to you and peer at the map above your head. Here's brotherhood, they say. Here's redemption. I tried to lead a stranger into tenderness, but I couldn't find it. For future reference, it's across from the stairwell. Tenderness, compassion, valiant, admiration west, the ure and benevolence, back through and down to supplication, prayer, tiny corridors with no names. You can hardly believe that. Each one's voice is so distinct. How could they not have names? Steadfast, communication, reflection, repose, fervor, nourishment, insight, clarity. Places named after people or things. You back into a glass-walled room and listen to two young men playing folk jazz. The sound is muffled, but at least you're alone. You try to take a shortcut but the hall is impassable with people listening to a man whisper the sounds of a summer night. Marble and fluted concrete, woozy glass and shimmering tile. Do not feed the birds. The stranger on the way to tenderness said, I heard this used to be a cemetery and I gestured at the walls. What better way to celebrate these ended stories than with wild sweetness? and solemnity. The wind blowing around you, sweet and full, your skin opening like flowers in the sun. At the end of all our roads, there is a library. Trees and vines grow up inside it. Flowers arrive and depart. We can shelve ourselves in time, shelve ourselves in granite and marble, shelve a city in wind and water and time, shelve those we love in our memories. If you want me, I'll be there, reading.